The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I'm about to tell you a story to end this class. And we don't bring a raya from a misa. We don't ask a kasha on a misa either. It goes to show you how strong masiot are. But I want to share with you this story. Now the better half of me tells me, Duvi, don't do it. Don't tell him this story. Because this is a story that can get you in trouble. So I'm going to try my best with Tobat Harabim to say this Misa in a way that it won't get me in trouble. The person who told me this story told me, do not say my name in this story. Do not say the name of the people in this story. Do not give away even the people that might have been involved in this story because this story is very sensitive and very, very touchy to certain people that were involved in this story. So I asked the person, if I keep it absolutely generic, 100%, can I say it? He says, yeah, if you don't give away nobody and nothing of the detail of this story, you can tell the story because it's true. Because I know the person himself that it happened to, and I heard it direct from the guy and the eyewitness. And I said, okay, tell me the story. So in one of the Middle Eastern countries, <laughs> talking about vague, in one of the Middle Eastern countries, a Jewish man was close with a Christian Arab. They were both in university together, studying. This Christian Arab, he was fascinated with Jews. This Christian Arab was fascinated with history and all the mystery and drama of the relics and the mysteries of history. And he loved Jews because the Jewish people, the oldest historically accounted people, he was so interested in Judaism and everything behind our history. So constantly this Christian Arab would always be asking this Jew everything about Judaism. Till one day, this Christian Arab turns to this Jewish guy that he was close with and he says to him, I'm going to tell you a secret. You've got to promise me on your life. You'll never tell this to anybody. And the Jew's laughing. He says, what could be such a big secret that you're holding inside of you? That you're making me promise I can't tell anybody. Come on, what's the big deal? He says, no, no, no. When you hear it, you'll understand. He says, okay. This Christian Arab tells this Jewish guy. And the story came straight from the eyewitness of this Jewish guy. The Christian Arab told him. Years earlier, when he was a younger man, he made a trip to Rome. And because he has family inside the Vatican, and he has some sort of blood relation to the Pope, he had certain white glove service that was given to him that most people don't get visiting Rome, let alone the Vatican. And he says after him sitting with high dignitaries, and is sitting with the, with the Pope, he was given the chance of a lifetime. He begged, he pleaded, I beg you, allow me to go down to the depository of the Vatican. History is my life. I live 
history, every waking moment, for me to have an opportunity just for a few minutes to see the treasures, the historical treasures in the basement, in the, in the dungeons of the Vatican, just for a few minutes. I'll, I'll be indebted for you for life. Word went up to the Pope and he said, for this guy, I'll let him go down there for a few minutes. The Pope sent down one of his emissaries with the keys. And they started opening the doors one after the next. And he says to this Jewish guy, you promised me, I'm about to tell you what I saw down there. He says, I went to the first room and I started seeing such magnificent vessels. They shined with the light of the sun. I couldn't look at them with my physical human eyes. He says, there's no windows down there. It's a dungeon. Where's the light coming from? He says, but the minute they opened the door and I looked inside the room, I was practically blinded by the light. And he says, these are small vessels. I couldn't even gaze at them. They only gave me a few seconds in each room. And then they closed the door and they locked it. And then they took me to the next room. And the room after that. And the room after that. Till finally I saw things that my eyes could not even gaze on. And then the emissary of the Pope says, And now I'm going to show you the treasure of history. The treasure of the Vatican. We deny that it's even here. I'm going to show you the great golden candelabra from the Bayit Rishon, the Bayit Sheni. And he turns, the, opens the door and he says, my jaw dropped in my life. I've never seen anything more magnificent than this golden candelabra that stood as tall as a man maybe taller. It was the most magnificent piece of work and the detail and each cup and figure, it was, it was beyond. He says, my jaw dropped. I walked in and I walked up and the emissary says, don't touch it. Just look. I'm only giving you a few seconds in this room. This is the treasure of the Vatican, the menorah. Christian Arab says, I turned to the Pope's emissary and I said, but this isn't the real thing. The emissary looks at me and says, yes, it is. This is the real menorah. He starts to describe to this Jewish guy what this real menorah looked like. It was circular in its branches. Its work and detail was magnificent. Kaftor vaferach, kaftor vaferach, exactly the way the Torah described, exactly down to the detail. I looked at this circular, magnificent menorah, says the Christian Arab, and I turned to the emissary of the Pope and I said again, this is not the real thing. The emissary looks at me and says, how dare you? How dare you? You apikairis here. He didn't say that. But how dare you? How could you say that? He says, I'll tell you how. Because everything else authentic that I walked into the room and looked at, 
I was only able to see it for a second and then it went into a glare of light and my human fleshy eyes could not possibly ponder nor stare at something that holy. It was beyond my ability to consume visually, physically, mentally. I started going out of my mind looking at it too long. He says, but this I could look at. This I can study. This was made by man, not by God. Show me the real thing and show it to me now. I'm never going to get another chance at this again. And the emissary of the Pope looks back at me and he says, I can't believe. But between me and you, I wasn't granted permission to show you the real menorah. I was told to only take you this far. Says the Christian Arab, I begged him. I even threatened him that I would tell the world that it's down here if he doesn't show me the real thing. And then the world will call you, you stealers. You got nothing, you guys. The greatest heist of history. The temple of the Jews. He got all shaken up. He said, okay, okay, okay. I'll show you the real thing. But I'm only allowing you 10 seconds. 10 seconds. And he brought me down a hallway. To another hallway. All the way to the back of the Vatican. And there was a, a chamber that he needed two keys. To open up the final door. And he leads me into a back room. And he says to me, this is it. You got 10 seconds. You don't tell anyone. You swear on your Christian life that you don't tell anyone what you're about to see now. I have no authorization to show you this, but I'm going to show it to you because this is it. You're one shot in life. And he puts two keys into the final door and he turns them at the same time and he opens the doors. And the Christian Arab says, he looks and he sees the menorah and it was not circular it was straight he says I was able for maybe a second to see it and then the whole room went up in flame of light in my brain and I could no longer look and the minute I blinked, and the minute I rubbed my eyes, and the minute I tried to find a prism, an angle, a way to just try to get one last glimpse. And he already slammed the door. He says, that's it. Time's up. And he locked the door. He turns back to this Jewish guy that I and all of this community know who this guy is. I just, I can't. And he said to him, I saw it. I lived it, and that's what the truth was all about. Do we listen to a guy's edut? No. But I do tell you this. We don't need the guy's edut. Because we're moments away from breaking down to that depository and taking out a withdrawal from this deposit and withdrawing the real menorah and withdrawing the Kalim because Mashiach is around the corner and Rashi and the Rambam are going to stand aside with Klal Yisrael and watch the great moment as this great menorah is going to be lit yet again in the Bayit Shalishi. Thank you for listening.
Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org.